I am so excited to be talking to this amazing, talented, beautiful, crazy cool woman, Diane Gladney. How are you? I am doing well, Kevin. I'm so honored to be here. I'm pumped. I am pumped. I I, I am too. We were just talking right before this about our coffee intake. I'm, <laughs> I'm always I'm always excited to find a, a fellow coffee drinker. There is no other way. It must be coffee. <laughs> Do you like those questions where people go coffee tea? And I'm like, it's not even a question. There's like two. <laughs> it's it's just the the weaker cousin of coffee that's diluted. That's all that is. It's the cousin that's at the barbecue. Like, all right. Carl, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, don't stay too long. Yeah, okay. Here's your plate. Go ahead. Now. So, so Diane and I have known each other for a while, but I think this is the first time I've ever had the opportunity to to have her on and and inter- interview you, and and so you can share your story. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, Entree Woman TV. Correct. Yeah. Did I say that right? You did. You did. So, so tell us about what that is. Um, So Entree Woman TV, it started out not even really being a YouTube channel. It wasn't like supposed to be being on YouTube for the sake of being on YouTube for, you know, like to grow it and stuff. It was literally just like I had hired my business coach and he was telling me that I needed to get started in video. And so I'm the person that thinks like the selfie sticks are stupid. Like, what are the 50,000 people behind you? What is that? You know, so, (laughs) you know, I, I rotate the same five pictures over the last 12 years on Facebook, you know, just like I was not that person. And so I'm thinking, you know, I'm working at the bank at the time and I'm I'm thinking like, okay, well, let me go ahead and uh, start this, this coaching business. I'm like, there's some things that I can do, some, some value I want to provide. And I want to start my own company uh, and put some things into, into work for me. So my coach told me get started in the video. So YouTube was just about putting some videos on a free platform that even though I watched and consumed like crazy, didn't see myself on as a creator. It was just to host my videos to share on my website for it. Like coaching clients do frequently asked questions because you can embed the videos and stuff. And then I don't know exactly what it was, but he has this coaching group or, or what have you on Facebook. And so like he'd see different videos. He did like a video challenge to say that your videos for your business could be better for your coaching business. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're all uploading it to YouTube or whatever. But then like you notice, like, you know, <laughs> when somebody's a little different and it's just like, what is that? That camera? I'm like, this doesn't my phone look like it's got Vaseline across it. What is going on here? <laughs> and, so, and so I'm like, man, what is that? He's like, it's a DSLR. And those were words from heaven to me. I'm like, what does that even mean? Where is this world I've never heard of? And so it was in pursuit to get the better quality video. And I just learned that like it wasn't going to be like, oh, just buy this new phone kind of deal. It was like a whole world. And I'm like, people are really doing YouTube and making money and not just making money, but like they're building a brand, like they're changing lives. Like it's a whole world on YouTube. And I'm like, I want to get involved in this. Like I want like there are things that I could share as I was learning videos from as an entrepreneur, not to be a videographer or nothing. I was learning like there's a simpler and easier way because it was only like either you're a photographer or you're a cinematographer. There was no middle lane. And then you had like beauty YouTubers and stuff that were just like they figured it out. And, you know, they'd say this is the camera I'm using, but you never learned anything. So I wanted to start sharing like, well, obviously I could create a video around that and that would help my clients. 
And so it just morphed into transitioning from just only a coaching business to falling in love with video because as I started doing more videos around, here's what I've learned in tech about how to do something. Um, it just like it uncovered this whole huge passion. And then, you know, fast forward from 2016 to now, you know, May 2020, you know, full time <laughs> uh, video editor and content creator. And just like you know, the video is my life now. And so it's really been an interesting spin of events. So Entree Woman TV was about it wasn't about being a YouTube channel and it wound up being a YouTube channel, helping now entrepreneurs simplify their video creation process so that you can reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most. So still do your business, but learn the video stuff so that you can show up in the way you want to for your brand. So here's a question that I that I sometimes wonder um, because I know how it applies to me. But are are you in terms of video producing and creating, are you self-taught or yes. did you go to school for it and oh, learn no. and take courses? I went to YouTube University. <laughs> and I <laughs> you got the shirt to prove it. Yeah. I am proud of it because that proves that you you literally like everything I learned uh, about business was through mentors and coaches and like paying for coaching and courses and things like that. And so uh like when it came to the YouTube stuff, it was like, okay, same rules apply there is still a mentor, even if you're just owning their books or watching the videos or in the program that you can have. And then eventually one-to-one. -one. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an, I am a graduate of YouTube university and one of those forever students that just like, I can't get enough, but yeah, completely like self-taught, but not really self-taught in the sense I just figured it out. But like YouTube opened up so many doors just by searching how to. Yeah. And, you know, I think that is very powerful for people that are just starting out or maybe they've they've started out, but they're still fairly new and, and they're and, and, and they get scared. You know, yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to buy. And they get hung up with the gear and stuff like that. But I, I think that's powerful that to see somebody that's doing what you're doing already has success, continues to grow, continues to touch lives that you you got in there and figured out a way to do it. Yeah, it just like I wanted to like for me, it's like I had to figure out the happy medium between how do I work my job and how do I just really fulfill my purpose and the things that I want. Like I didn't know video would be something, but it's along the path and getting to the things that I want in life. And so it's just like it uncovered like, again, just a way to be fulfilled in life and, and again, just be fulfilled in your purpose and helping people. And it's just interesting like that everybody sees constraints. Like it's like, it's a stopping point. It's not a mm. stop sign where you halt for a moment, get your bearings, see what's what, and then move forward. It's like a, a brick wall. And that's not the case. And so like my job, I would look at what container do I have? You know, that's why I looked at it. Constraints are just really containers. It's not mm. a limitation fully. And so that. I'm like, so at my job, they would let us listen to stuff. So I could create a whole playlist of YouTube videos and I could have my journal and pen and paper. None of those broke the rules at the bank. And so I could literally just sit there because I didn't have a job where I had to interact with uh, customers. So it wasn't like, oh, OK, hold on. What'd you say now? <laughs> you know, I'll take so, your money in a minute. I'm watching. Right. The video. Yeah. All right. Let, drop it on the counter. You're 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 be blessed now. Go now. <laughs> so, so thankfully, I didn't have to deal with with uh, clients or anything. I didn't have to be on the phones. I had a job, had a job, which I worked to. I wanted to bless the company that was blessing me to be able to do those things. And so. I worked, I line that playlist up. What am I going to learn today? What questions did I have yesterday? And it just began this like obsessive 
learning thing of just like, I can figure this out and I can learn from people just like, like as personable as this interaction is right now, like a YouTube video was doing that for me and I could create a playlist and connect with real people and literally change my life. You know what I'm saying? So I, I yeah. it was, it's been a phenomenal journey. Have you in, in your, in your lifetime, have you ever seen a platform like YouTube? Never. We can all talk about like, and being a millennial is interesting because it's a hybrid generation between paper and technology, a hybrid generation between social interactions and not social interactions. And so it's been really interesting, even like I remember growing up, like having a typewriter and stuff like that. So when the internet became a thing and you went from dial up to DSL modems and stuff like that, and just all the hells that came with early internet days, you thought, like I know um, in 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 our communities where I was at, it was just like, okay, you had Black Planet, <laughs> which would be a social network. And then you had forums and you had MySpace. And then my high school years, it was like getting into like my senior year. I remember my cousin walked into the counselor's office. We're filling out for college applications. Here comes Facebook. So even Facebook wasn't what it is. So nothing touched what YouTube was. And even YouTube as it is present day was nothing of what it was back then. So we literally have never had anything like this, but it's something like we all have access to now for, for free as much as you want. Yeah. Insane. That, that blows, that blows my mind that a platform, you know, I mean, look, it, there is no perfect platform, right? Right. All right. Issues and things like that. But I mean, Oh my word. I mean, the fact that, you know, your video can be up there with anyone with any topic can be found is just phenomenal. But does it, does it not surprise you though, or not that there's still people in businesses that are not on YouTube and just don't consider it a thing. It's like somebody, it, it, it kind of takes me to like, I'm a, I'm a big history buff and like, kind of like a nerd, not even kind of, I know a full blown nerd and I, I love it. So <laughs> I own that. So um, it's it's kind of the thing, like when you, if you ever watch Viking shows, say that. And early on in the season, the Earl was like, there is no other side. Like, it's only over here. We're not going, there's no other side. Like, it's just like, no, we're only going to the east. No, we're only going, no, it's like only one. So they didn't even believe geographically that there are other areas. And then the one guy, you know, he's just like, okay, well. I believe it is. I'm going to go there. But unless you have seen it, unless you've been there, it just is rumors or hearsay or I heard a traveler say. So it's just modern day versions of that when it comes to YouTube. So people don't they know it exists. They don't understand why it works. And I think more than anything, it's a, a fear that it could work and that it's like or there's a chance you could get involved and have some skid marks on your knees <laughs> and <laughs> from, you know, trial and error. And they just don't want to. But it's just I think it's still kind of either you're in that space where, no, there is no other side, you know, no grass greener on the other end. And it really is. It really, really is. And, and you know, as as a as a fellow creator, um, do you I mean, I don't think any of us set out to fail, but mm. at the same time, trying things and maybe they work and don't. I mean, that that kind of gives me some, you know, some excitement too to throw it out there and, and wait and see. And then you tweak. I mean, what about you? Oh, yeah. I, I failed a ton. I remember I was just talking to a coaching client about this. I said my first opt-in forms, like checklists, whatever, the premium free offers that you want to create to build your email list. 
I said, I remember starting those in 2016 and just flopping like five people over, yeah. you know, six or eight months sign up for, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, and, and then mm-hmm. you're realizing like, okay, not this one or not this email service or not this one. I was like, there is no losing. You only lose when you stop. Just like you only fail if you stop. I was mm-hmm. like, so you learned. I said, just that's why I can tell you don't do this or do this instead or that's not the right headline or nobody understand. I was literally talking to somebody day before yesterday and it was like, well, we want to create videos around this. And I was like, nobody even understands what that means. We're not <laughs> speaking their language. If they're yeah. on the keyboard. They're never typing those words in. Yeah. So again, none of those losses or those L's were were really a loss. It was a learning experience. So like you don't jump into it like, oh man, I really hope I lose today. <laughs> but it does happen, but you learn and you grow from it. And it just you can spread that knowledge to help in any industry and area. So it's like you, you don't hope that you fail, but you right. know it's coming. <laughs> well, and I think the thing is you you're you're going to fail at something, but it doesn't make you a failure. Mm-hmm. But if you don't learn anything from it, then I don't think you're paying attention. You can't be. It's it's like being you're being tone deaf to your own content. Yeah. And I think that's really dangerous even early on. It's just like you can even if you don't know, you want you want to post something up and know that it's going to work or know that it's going to yeah. be successful. But you never inquire as to why it didn't. Yeah. People, they get in their feelings about it. And I, understandably so. Um, but at the same time, they don't evaluate you know, and really pick it apart in a way that's constructive so that you can know how to properly rebuild that. And, you know, I, and I've even heard Sean Cannell, a friend of both of ours, and we're Mm -hmm. in his group that he has said, and, and what has he got over a a million uh, subs and a seven figure business. And Mm -hmm. and I probably, to me, the, the, the premier video ranking expert period. Mm -hmm. And he'll even say, yeah, you know, sometimes you put one out there and it just doesn't work, you know? So you just move on to your next one. Yep. And that's the, it's it's so interesting. Sean is who actually I learned video from like Mm. on YouTube. He was that guy. Like, so those playlists of like when my camera was on the way I had, (laughs) I had, I was going to comparing Canon cameras and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, this guy is speaking my language. This guy, I understand, like, I want to connect with him. And it's just like, okay, I created a journal and a notebook and it's like, Sean is the reason why I got started. And so when that camera came in that day, he was on my TV later on. So yeah, it's never, and and then too, it's funny to to work with him these, you know, these many years later. And it's just like, even still, he's like, now again, you never lose with Mm. those losses. Really you learn. And so he'll say now it's like, you know, I know when it's not, he's like, I can feel it. The thumbnail's not working. Title's not working. Tag's not working. Yeah. And so it's like, you can do so much with, with that. It's just like, so it's interesting. Yeah. It's like Sean is my brother from another mother, as I always say. <laughs> so I've seen you recently do something that I, I thought was, was very cool and, and full disclosure, uh, it'll be public now. I may steal. Okay. Um, was your help cast. Mm. Um, I know you live stream a lot, mm-hmm. but when I saw that pop up, I thought, Wow, what a phenomenal idea. So so tell us a little bit of the history of that and just why why you, you why you did that and maybe even how it works. Okay. Um so I can break down the full thing. It's really not a whole lot to it, but the my thing is like I'm a ponderer. Uh, and so I'll do case studies on anything and anybody for any reason to just further really think on something and not just be topical mm. in the thinking. So 
knowing like I had already been practicing and working on live stream like into that when I first got started when it sucked when I remember my images looked green my videos looked green and stuff it just like I was still live streaming then so it's like you work through those muscles and you're building endurance and knowledge that you don't know really know why you need at the moment so I didn't understand all of it again just listening to your coaches and taking them at their word for why they're saying and it, and it comes into to fruition so fast forward I wanted to do a community like where I could do stuff like that and bring on people in my community and we openly talk together. So it's not just a monologue. And so, so much of video already on YouTube. Yeah, you can comment and yes, you can do things to build engagement, but I didn't just want engagement. Like I wanted it to be a for real community and I wanted my community to feel like they had just as much say so in the content and not just like what video should I create for you but you become a part of that creation process as well. So it was something I really wanted to do even up to like a year and a half ago, I got, you know, notes in my journal about, it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't any topics really that were that pressing. So when the whole, you know, COVID-19 thing kicked out, it's just like, okay, I already had this experience in live stream. I've already had this experience in all of the video work and all of this stuff. So now it's the thing where these people need help. And my email, like I, I still am backed on email. It got to the point I was like a week behind an email, which had never happened before. And so like I'm literally behind in emails. I can't keep up with the YouTube comments. I said, I think now is the time to hit the green light on this and go ahead and create this help cast. Because again, it's like you got live broadcast. And again, it's just a monologue. You listen, you comment, maybe in the, mm. the chat, you can drop, you know what I'm saying, some stuff in real time. But to say and get on camera and know that you're really being heard and a part of the conversation and community, I wanted that for them. Um, but it just wind up being now was the right time for that yeah. uh, to bring them on to do the help cast. So it's not just a live stream about I create a topic, you listen, and I know it's going to be helpful for you. But you come to the to the help cast. We I have some stuff prepared just in case, you know, it's not. Yeah. Maybe right time of day, whatever. It's just like so we can still have dialogue and you can get help, but you can actually come on, show me the thing you're having a problem with, and I'll help you in real time. And it just adds immense value to the community. I I, th I think that's phenomenal because um, you know, it, w one of the tricks that that I think you have to do when you live stream is that you know you have to be prepared for no one to be there, but present mm -hmm. as if someone is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but at the same time, just when, again, when I saw that, I thought how cool, because what a better way of growing, I mean, or what a great way rather of growing a community than saying, Hey, you know, be a part of this and, and here's a link and I'll bring you into the broadcast. And, mm -hmm. and so, so, you know, hats off to you for doing that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so something I asked you once and, and okay. I wanted to, I wanted to say uh, you, you, you gave me this response to, and I forgot what the question was, but it, it yep. said, uh, you got to be there and show up for folks to know that you can continue to expect to see you. Mm. And I think I was asking you about live, you know, your live streams and this mm. and that. And, and it was about just being there and showing up. So speak to that a little bit more. So, yeah, I definitely remember uh, that conversation because it was like most people, especially like in clients, people in the comments, it doesn't matter, email want to know, am I going to get my money's worth for doing this? Is it going to be some kind of return on investment, which is a big business term for everybody? They want to know it's going to be something in it for them. And that's the like complete wrong approach when it comes to live streaming content, 
because you're going to get a benefit, you know what I'm saying, over time, but you need to understand more than likely if you're going to do a live stream, you're doing it at a loss. And it's not at a loss to the community. It's not at a loss to anything other than what you think you ought to get financially, you know what I'm saying, for your time. Now, I say that knowing that everybody accounts for their time, like, and, and automatically some people try to like, well, screw it then, you know? <laughs> so, so knowing that the thing is that you have to show up when nobody is there. You need mm-hmm. to show up when there's a few people there because live streaming is very different than a recorded video. I can see the timestamp up to the second. It took six minutes and 23 seconds for you to do that video. And I can scrub in a live stream. Trust has to be built and developed for me to show up with uh, no expectations other than you're saying you're going to deliver on this topic title in a way that's valuable for me. And I don't know how long it's going to take or anything like that. So doing your live streams when nobody's there helps you one, not just you get used to it. You, you know, start building up the endurance for it and the flow for how you want to do your shows or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it also lets your community know how you will value their time. And so it's an investment in them first, which is always like a principle and premise. I teach it's like you have to do everything with a them first premise. How is this going to serve them first? If you can figure out how it's going to serve them first, they will in turn start to serve you or this thing will start to serve you because you got to think, like I said, I worked at a bank. So even at making good money in America per se is or what, you know, is considered good money per hour. It's like in one of the last live help cast i wasn't expecting it just like super chat donations which is like a tip jar so to speak if you're not familiar with that yeah no. uh, or for those not familiar for, with that but it's just like oh here's twenty dollars here's twenty dollars here's for it just like money just starting to pile in from everywhere and then like getting emails and it's like people was just like i want to donate money and they're like what's your paypal link or whatever i didn't ask for any of this i'm literally <laughs> there because you know it's like i want you to get help like got pastors asking for help You have school teachers asking for help. You got yoga instructors asking for help. And it's just like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's an easy answer for me. And for me to just like, you know what? I could watch Deadwood for, (laughs) you know, over and over again. So it's like, well, why not take these two hours that may have been blocked for my leisure time? And I'm going to give this to my community to help them in this time when they really do need the most help ever. Uh, and so it just it makes its own return on investment in its own way. But it's like that is something that's true community building. It it has no financial value other than when it starts giving you some financial value. Yeah. It can. But it's just like that's not the right intent, like going into it. So for for somebody that's starting out thinking about video or again, they've, they've just maybe kind of dipped that toe in it. What advice would you give them about video? Mm them first how can you serve them first that 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 will solve a lot of problems the them first premise again it says how can i help this that i'm creating to serve them first the them is your ideal audience member your ideal customer your ideal viewer so if you think about that every time before you ever hit record before you ever upload for any descriptions that you write for any captions on a post on instagram any anything if you understand the them first and you lead with that, that automatically starts to make everything make that much more sense. And it makes your audience 
it makes it easier for your audience to start receiving and digesting your information because you're speaking their language. You're explaining things in a way that they prefer things to be explained. You're helping them in the way if you ask them on a phone call, that's what they would say because mm-hmm. you know they know nothing about being a dentist and so they don't understand the the, the value of flossing. And so you describing it to them in a certain mm-hmm. way is just like you don't want to take that picture at now you work at Forbes and it's just like your headshot and you got, you know, teeth that don't look the way you want. So it's just like, again, so again, them first, they want that. If that's all your clients or corporate clients or whatever, then it's just like, oh, so it makes instant connections easier. Everything's so much better. And it gives you freedom and flexibility in being yourself uh, on camera. So you don't have to pretend to be somebody else. That is phenomenal. So tell everybody where they can find you and how they can connect with you. Well, I I would say since we're talking about video, one of the the best uh, ways to stay connected on a weekly basis would definitely be Entree Woman TV uh, on YouTube. And if you just search my name, Diana Gladney as well, that also comes up. Uh, And then also you can go and find me at dianagladney.com and then that'll kind of lead you anywhere and everywhere else. Excellent. Listen, I, uh, I'm a fan of yours, even though I may not be the demographic for your channel, but the heck with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm a big fan of yours and it's, it's just been great to connect even, even off camera and just message each other and stuff like that. Uh, thank you so much, Diana, for being here and sharing your knowledge. And uh, I hope you guys check her out and check the channel out. I'll put links again in the description so everybody can see it. Thanks for being here. Oh, it's been an honor to be here, Kevin. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, that was so much fun talking to Diana. Um, We've known each other for a bit. Uh, I got to admit, I learned a lot uh, about the Canon M50 from her. So make sure you check her out at dianagladney.com and her YouTube channel, too. Um, I really appreciate you being here. And by the way, if you ever have a a question or a message, just use the link in the description. And uh, who knows? Maybe I'll get it in the show. I use Anchor for my podcast because I love it and it's free and it's easy. And did I mention free? If you want to connect with me or I can help you with coaching or whatever like that, uh, hit me up at kevincolby.com. That's K-E-V-I-N-K-O-L-B-E. And I think you got the dot com part. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. This week was the best day ever. I'm Kevin Colby. Have a great today.